and welcome to the mouthpiece a wrestling podcast once again with your boy Dary lips and as always now my man geo hey man humbug <laughs> you have a good christmas watching ready to rumble no it was awful <laughs> i can't wait to get to that um and as always uh mr damo how are you sir i'm good thanks i'm good hope you're both had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. <laughs> yeah, New Year was fun. <laughs> yeah. Right, so wrestling. We've obviously we we weren't here during the the festive period, uh, so we're back. We we'll start with day one, and obviously the raw that followed it. Obviously, being on a Saturday, I love these Saturday pay per views. By the way, long may they continue, please. As a British man, please. Just keep them on Saturdays because it's weird though. I woke up Sunday thinking, oh, quick. <laughs> no, I don't. It's Sunday. <laughs> Shit, it's all right. Um, right, so day one. First of all, what did you think of it? Because obviously very last minute stuff, Roman Reigns announced that he tested positive for COVID. Main event completely switched. So I'm guessing most of it was done on the fly um, on the day. Um, Brock Lesnar got added to the fatal four-way to make it a fatal five-way. Interesting. Um, first of all, I hope Roman recovers well. I mean, we'll get to Raw with what Lesnar said at the end of Raw, obviously. So I'm, I'm assuming Roman's going to be all right pretty quick, but we'll see. Um, but overall, as a show, what do you guys think? Before we get into the matches, break it down a bit. Yeah, what did you make of it? It was a show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. That's great. May as well just wrap up now, boys. Yeah, Geo's just nailed it all. <laughs> I mean, it's a very, very accurate description. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Like, I was it bad? No. No. I, I, I don't know. It wasn't good. It was... I mean, I think starting with the Usos and New Day was um, was sensible. Because it did kind of get you thinking that, oh, okay, we're onto something. But it's because of those two. Um, yeah. Because it, the proof of those two is that WWE is more than capable of having a great match when wrestlers are allowed to go out there and just do their thing without some kind of wacky idea or stipulations, you know? And I think that's what the Usos and New Day are allowed to do because of everything. I think they literally say, okay, you two fight each other. Just go do your thing. Like they do with Zayn and Owens. I don't think there's any build-up. They're just like, okay, go do it. Because they're amazing. Um, yeah, but, they have excellent chemistry. Yeah, and the 3D. What? <laughs> the Usos did the 3D? I mean... I, I, I like Pat McAfee called it the 1D because he said it's just one and done. <laughs> the 1D, but... I mean, are they going to keep that, do you think? I think that's that's amazing, you know? Um, but yeah, it was... I think those those four, though, could put on a classic while they're sleeping. Yeah. Like, those four together. I don't know. My, I don't know. An issue I have, it was a really good match, and I think because of how good that match was, it made the rest of the show below par. Because, like, they came out firing... And then it was just a bit like, eh. Yeah. And that's the thing, because the next match, I would say, was the worst of the night. Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cup Moss. Uh, well, I thought we'll it was get, terrible. We'll, like, we'll get 
the news on McIntyre, and I could see why he didn't put a lot into this. Yes. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But I think it shows that Madcap Moss was way out of his depth because even an injured McIntyre, like, I don't know. I don't know why that was on television, if what was coming. It didn't need to be on a pay-per-view. Yeah, that could have been a smackdown. Could have been a kickoff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, because I felt that the, the Sheamus tag match and the kickoff was, was actually all right. Yeah. You know? Um, I actually thought that match was decent. Um, but I, I will say, Cesaro and Ricochet pretty much lost in a handicap match on the kickoff show. That They were probably oh. losing anyway without the injury, but they lost in a handicap match. I think they're done. Myself. I think Cesaro and Ricochet can leave or will be in the next batch of leaves. Ridge Hound's nose looks brutal. <laughs> yeah. Not as bad as... Do you remember Matt Hardy's against... Jerry Mercury when he took the ladder to the face it's somewhere between John Cena and Joey Mercury oh god oh John Cena's one oh yeah it was Um, that selfie you posted where he's got everything stuffed up stuffed up his nose he goes felt better (laughs) yeah but I I think Cesaro and Ricochet will be gone soon I don't know how they recover from like have Seamus cheat or something like call an audible but they got buried for me on the kickoff on a kickoff show. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think Cesaro and Ricochet are just waiting. Yeah, reality a two on one. The odds should have been on the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. And two of Cesaro and Ricochet's like caliber. Yeah. We know they're no mugs, you know, but they got mugged off by Sheamus. I, I don't know. I, if it had been Drew versus Moss and Corbin and Drew had won, you could be like, oh, yeah, because Mo- yeah. Madcap's crap, but. Cesaro and Ricochet. Cesaro yeah. was in the world title feud, what, six months ago? Yeah. And now he's losing in a handicap match. And everyone knows how good, like, the matches we've seen Ricochet do. Like, yeah. you know, watching, was it Ricochet, Sami Zayn? Was it? Yeah. Like, in the in IC title tournament thing. was oh, yeah. great. And then that is what I see on a kickoff show. But Even yeah, Rick- was... ah, does nobody forget that Ricochet and Brock had a match? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, for me, if that's how they see them, they haven't got much longer in WWE myself because that was that was poor. Like, just have Sheamus cheat. Like, don't make mm-hmm. him lose like that. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was bad. Um, tag titles on the line. Street Profits versus RK Bro. Um, two tag title matches. Obviously, one ended in a 3D, and this one ended in a pop-up RKO. <laughs> just... <laughs> um, yeah, it was again. I suppose that's this is the start now where matches were like, well, yeah, it was acceptable. I yeah, I don't know. I never did. I ever think that Street Profits were going to win? No. I have an issue with the Street Profits. Like they keep getting built up and pushed to the title match, and then they just get beaten easily in every title match. Like. I don't, know. I don't know. I think they need to split them and repackage Montez Ford to be on his own. I've said from the beginning, I think Montez Ford could make it perfectly well as a solo star just because of like his whole persona. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Street Profits are just kind of there, isn't it? They're, they're, they're starting to feel like the Natalia of the tag division. Oh, we need yeah. someone to get in a title match? They'll do. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's not, it wasn't great. And it wasn't very good. It was just acceptable. It was just I don't another win. Why we had Migos involved in that? 
Migos. Just sat down. They just sat, they just sat there. Like, I do, what was the point? Because it's Migos. <laughs> yeah, I don't give two shits if it's because it's Migos. Like, who cares? Geo loves Migos. I can feel it. <laughs> He's got all uh, their vinyls. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Miz versus Edge. Uh, the Brood. Alter Bridge double entrance is amazing. I'll never get bored of it. Never. Never. But that's it's... where that's where the quality ended. <laughs> but I feel um, like yeah, sure, but we all knew how it was gonna go. We all knew that at some point Beth was gonna rock up. Here's my only complaint is why are they making Edge into brood edge? Is it just to get the pop for the theme music? Because I think so. It sucks otherwise. I, I can't proper blood because of PG. I mean, it was a bit, yeah. It was also a bit awkward that Beth Phoenix had to stand there for ages till her music started. That yeah. kind of kind of ruined the moment a little bit. She's just standing there staring like, oh, shit. <laughs> I wonder if the brood thing is because AEW made a play for Gangrel and they were like, no, nah, we're not getting Gangrel and Christian going back brood. Let's let's bring Edge brood. But they can't do nothing. Well, yeah, I, I know yeah. that back then they didn't use Gangrel because they pulled out Edge that week. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I don't know. I thought it was. I mean, it took some time to get going. Um, I'm not sure a whole another month of these two fighting of what they can do, like for the feud. I mean, the legwork was a fine way, and Maurice getting involved obviously set up what we all want to see. I suppose is Edge and Beth doing something. I'm guessing. It, it just yeah, I think you were right. It never hit next gear, did it? it, it no. You know. It, it got he started and like by the end the fans were kind of into it but there was always feeling that they could do more i feel like I those, feel, those two could do more i feel like that's been the theme of the edge matches since he's come back though is that they just don't hit the right gear i don't know that hell in a cell with rollins was pretty sick okay besides the hell in a cell like everything else yeah. is just ugh. to be fair I think, yeah maybe i think seth rollins could get a good match out of like someone's grandma, like not saying that Miz isn't good. Miz is fantastic, but Miz isn't the kind of person that you'd put in to carry a match and bring a match up a level. Whereas yeah. the match with Beth Rollins, Rollins can just take it to that level, especially with the character work that they were both doing at the time. Whereas Miz's character is the same as it's always been. There's no deviation from that for this feud, which why would they deviate? It's, you know, if it didn't broke, don't fix it. But yeah, it was. Nah, not it's not a feud for me. It's yeah, I, but I mean, I'm excited to see Beth Phoenix back though. I love Beth Phoenix. So, um, yeah, I love Beth Phoenix. So I'll be pleased to see her back, like wrestling. But wrestling, Maurice is kind of not why I wanted the Beth Phoenix to come back. I want to see Beth against like Sasha or Becky or you know, I don't want to see her fight Maurice. That was what she used to fight. That was the whole problem. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but it led on. The women's match was next. Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. Do you know what? I put down they worked really hard. It was a decent match. Liv Morgan is very clearly over her head, I think. She's good, but she's not there, you know? Um, for me, she is getting better, though. Like, she knows her limits, which is helpful. <laughs> she doesn't try to be anything she's not, you know? Yeah. For me. I but think the botch ending, <laughs> yeah, let that match down. 
Yeah. She was clearly meant to have her feet on the ropes. Yes. She tried three times during the pinfall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she didn't uh, she didn't make it. But the thing is like who's there on Raw? Who's there to have a fresh feud with Becky Lynch aside from Rhea Ripley? Say Rhea Ripley's probably the only one that could do a feud with Becky Lynch right now. You're just gonna what? keep running back Liv and Bianca? Like We'll get to Raw because there could be somebody else. Who? Uh Bliss. Bliss, maybe. Um, when she comes back, yeah. I mean, I forgot about her. She's been gone so long, to be fair. I'm not going to lie. If they, or they introduced her on Raw last night and said that she'll be back. I didn't see that. I fell asleep after an hour. Yeah, so they, they announced that her path to Raw begins next week. Path to Raw. Fair enough. Well, maybe her then, because I'm kind of over. Like, Liv Morgan needs to go have some feuds with some other people to get better. I don't think anyone believes she's actually going to beat Becky Lynch. But, it's, yeah. It's more about polishing and refining what she's got, because she yeah. does have something. It's just she's she still does. quite fresh. Yeah, she does. And she, as I say, she, she knows what she's good at. She knows what she can do, which is what is getting her through. But she hasn't got enough to see it. To the extra bit for me you know she's still very much a work in progress mm. um but no it was a good match i will say apart from the end but yeah um and then of course the madness um of the 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 final the fatal five way bobby lashley brock lesnar kevin owens seth rollins and big e um pretty much take the SummerSlam 2017 playbook give it a bit more or less time and yeah I, it started hard it never stopped and for a match of what it was is exactly how it should have gone for me um Lesnar winning the title of course is a surprise but given the circumstances they're not having Rock turn up and not win something are they? like you know they've got Brock there you've had to call an audible because of Roman and stuff I mean, everyone going, oh, they've buried Big E, they've buried Big E. They haven't. His title reign was in trouble from the start. I do feel sorry for him to lose like that. Um, but Big E's first title run is going to go down in some of the ones of poor first title runs. You know, look at Randy Orton's first title run. Not very good. John Cena's not very good. You know, there's a lot of people out there that their first title runs are very forgettable. Um, I just feel like Big E I said it in a stream the other day Big E's win was a feel good moment for fans that were hated on WWE it was to give them something to cheer but they didn't actually know what to do with him at the time you know and yeah, so they took, they've taken it off him I think a big issue with Big E's title run was that he took it from Lashley who was incredibly over at the time yeah I mean this could be the most over Lashley has ever been hmm um. Yeah, but do you think you'll be a long Lesnar run? I mean, no, no, I I don't. I mean, does Lashley take it off him and then he go back for Roman or? Because like, well, if they're gonna say they want to unify the titles, what does that mean for the winner of the Rumble? Well, yeah. See, this is what I've been trying to figure out. Is like, where do we? 
if they're doing a unification match, then what does the winner of the Rumble get? Does it do, become a triple threat? Do they do the unification match in the Saudi show in February? They could do that. Make people watch that because you're gonna you're gonna watch that if it's mm. a unification match. Do you know? Is it all a business decision? Does you know? Does Biggie now win the Rumble? So I think with unification match, with how things have been over the past couple of weeks, I don't know that they'd do it in Saudi with how things are across the globe. Like Roman Reigns has just contracted COVID. They've been mm. trying to protect Roman and several other people. And that's been their like number one remit. Are they going to fly him halfway around the world? Yeah. To unify a title when they could do it on home soil. I mean, they could do it at Elimination Chamber. Could. Oh, is that happening? Or is that a different name now? Or did they take that off? Um, I think they've done something, didn't they? No, they got uh, rid of TLC, but I don't think they've got rid of Elimination Chamber. Oh, okay. It was just... So, yeah, it's... They could do it there. Oh, no. So, yeah, Royal Rumble. So, it's Superstar Spectacle. What is that? On January 26th. I'm guessing that's just a, a one-off thing. Uh, then the Royal Rumble, January 31st. NXT Vengeance Day February 14th. Yeah, Elimination Chamber February 21. And then Fastlane March 21. Yeah, they could have one of those. Superstar spectacle that you've just mentioned. The venue, the WWE Thunderdome. Yeah, what is that? I do not know. Yeah, I've not heard. Oh, they've already announced quite a lot of the matches. So it's Finn Balor versus Guru Raj Ray Mysterio. So Finn Balor, oh, Ricochet versus oh, Dolph. Hold on. No. Hold what? on. That's happened. That was last year. That was oh, that was last year's one. As soon as I clicked. Oh, on they, it, so are they doing it again? Oh, is that the Saudi show then? No, it's the oh. Indian. Well, it's not Saudi. It's the Indian show for oh. like the WWE oh, India. Okay. Fair enough. There we go. We'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> the Great American NXT of doing the Great American Bash in July. There's a bunch of new stuff. Extreme Rules, Tribute to the Troops. Fair enough. Interesting. Yeah, Elimination February or March. Super Showdown is in February. There you go. But, yeah, they could do it at one of those. Could do. I mean, they've got, what, Royal Rumble, Saudi Show, and Elimination Chamber in between now and WrestleMania. That's what's left. So, you know. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't hate it. Like, I want to see Lashley Lesnar, which will then probably lead us nicely into Raw. Um, they announced, obviously, that the original Fatal 4-Way, which would have been at day one, was then going to be on uh, Raw. Um, obviously, there was a, a tweet, an image that came out where they were showing the winners in picture. But the writing had Big E winning. So you had, do you think, honestly, though, before we get to that, that Big E was meant to retain? Do you think he would have retained? Yeah, I think Big E would have retained. He would have probably dropped it to uh, Lashley, and then they probably would have done Lashley Lesnar at another show, and then led up to, still led up to Lashley and Reigns for belt for belt. Mm. Fair enough. So, yeah, they announced then that the Fatal 4-Way will happen tonight. The winner of that will be facing Brock at the Rumble. Paul Heyman opened Raw. I have to say Paul Heyman's promo was amazing. Paul Heyman is the best. 
Like, I think it's the best. I, I want to say as well, Brock Lesnar looks like he's a whole, having a whole ton of fun. A whole lot of fun right now is Brock Lesnar, which means we get a good Brock Lesnar, you know? Um, But yeah, he did say, didn't he? Acknowledge me to start with. And then he thanked, thanked Paul. And Paul was like, what did he say? About said, oh the one week allegedly. after dropped me our special counsel where he's Roman he's at home with COVID <laughs> oh dear um he ran down through the the challenges um and he got to obviously Lashley saying a worthy challenger you know he got Brock blindsided and the Big E stuff do you think the Big E stuff? Uh, saying that they had nothing bad to say about him. Great champion. He did WWE justice. He's a credit to the company, to the audience, to the viewers, to the title. Do you think that was their way of saying, thanks, we know we we had to take it off you and drop you in it short notice? Do you feel like that was a bit more real? Yeah. yeah. As a like, way of like, of, yeah. It was very out of character for him and, and out yeah. of character for you didn't expect a lesson fight. Like, what are you doing? Shut, yeah. shut up. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't pick him up. Yeah, because I, I just, I hear it. It just felt like that was them way of saying, "We're sorry, we got you. You'll be back," sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the rest of Raw, I, I don't know. I don't know. I fell asleep because, like, I didn't see a match that lasted longer than three minutes. So we'll start with Orton and Riddle against Alpha Academy. Now, okay, three minutes, two and a half minutes. That match went. And the Academy absolutely destroyed him. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit torn. I don't like seeing champs that have just beaten the Street Profits at day one, two days before getting beaten in less than three minutes. But at the same time, is it showing that they're serious about Gable and Otis, which is kind of what we all want, is like an actual tag team to do something? <clears throat> it's, I don't know. They looked really good. They looked crisp, quick, powerful. I mean, I do like that they're really, really making Otis look like a monster. They've worked really hard at pushing this Otis, and Otis has as well, to be fair. Um, I, yeah, I, they're clearly getting a push, aren't they? I mean, because that was quite a slam as well. The world's strongest slam that he did mm. was decent. But I do think that this is an Alpha Academy push. I just did it need to be against Orton and Riddle. I, I don't know. I don't know. Tough one. But anyway, so that was two and a half minutes. Then they had that nonsense mixed tag match for the 24-7 title. Like, Reggie gets the pin, but Dana keeps the belt. How does that make sense? The title was actually only available for Dana or Tamina. Tazawa and Reggie had no purpose in the match other than to just fill it out for a tag match. It was crap. Straight just, up crap in a minute 12. It, it, the whole thing, just get rid of that title now. It wasn't like our truth is the only person that can make that title fun. It's pointless. It's like, nah, I'm done. I, I mean, Reggie was, Reggie was doing a good job. It's just that they took it off of him. He was just running around flipping. There was no, there was nothing else to it. At least our truth made it funny with his stories in the background, granted. It was mostly Truth and Maverick, who obviously is gone now, but I just can't be bothered with it. When I see that that match was terrible. On the card, I'm like, I'm out. I'll go for a smoke. 
The tag was two minutes 49. I've just checked. The mix tag was a minute 12. Yeah. Let me get a little video promo stuff with Bianca and Liv and yeah. La, 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 la. And then the next match, women's tag team championship, Carmella and Zelina versus Rhea and Nikki. Two minutes 32. That's the first three matches are less than seven minutes. And in that time in that re- of wrestling, commercials. <laughs> that's the first hour of the show. And they wonder why no one likes Raw. Like, are, were they even trying? Like, that's why I don't get Are they even trying? And we'd just be happy it didn't end with a roll up. <laughs> no, it ended up with a, a crucifix pin. Okay. Selena <laughs> rolls <laughs> Nikki up with a handful of tights. <laughs> a roll up. A crucifix is still a roll up. It's just a bit cleverer. Right, and then when I fell asleep, here we go. So, Street Profits versus Cruz and Aziz. Two minutes, 17. What the hell? And that, during this one is when I fell asleep, so it took me less than two minutes to fall asleep. Because <laughs> I was done. I so that's two minutes, 17. No match. I can't believe what you've just done. You've just skipped over a huge part of Raw. Yeah, you missed a five-star match with Aziz. Uh, no, he's talking about that now, but Johnny Knoxville announced, obviously, oh, that he was going to yeah. be in the Rumble. And then oh after God. the commercial break, the Mysterios <laughs> announced that they would also be in the Rumble. And, well, that's must be, isn't it? And Austin Theory got put in the Rumble. That happened later, though. That... <laughs> right, I'm talking about the bits that you just missed before that tag match. They were key parts of Raw. I remember seeing that happen. <laughs> uh, wait, no, I think I saw it falling asleep because the Street Profits announced they were in the Rumble too, didn't they? Before yes. that, at some point, yeah. I know yeah. On the, okay, yeah. so that's then that's I maybe I didn't even see the match. Y'all sleeping on General Aziz. <laughs> what do you mean? He got two minutes 17. <laughs> maybe they're just trying to avoid injuries. Maybe they didn't want people, maybe they're social distancing and they can only be together for like two minutes. General Aziz sucks. <laughs> yes, yes. The whole thing, this show sucked. Like, four, the first four matches, none of them went over three minutes. Like, have you ever heard? minutes of wrestling. Come on. Yeah. Well, not even that. So it's like 2.17. It's like 10 minutes of wrestling by the end of match four. Like, Mastodon's matches last longer than this. And it's a game. It's, it was madness. I, and I was asleep. So I caught up on the rest. The next, because the next match went for nine minutes, 36, which is the longest match of the, like, of all four. <laughs> it was longer than the first four matches combined. <laughs> I just, and they wonder why people hate on Raw. Like, we have tried, I we have tried on this podcast many times to try and defend it. Like, try and find the good bits. How can you find any good bits from this? You know? When your United States Championship match is the better, longer than, which is not even made 10 minutes of wrestling, is longer I than the first you, four matches. I and gave you good bits. You got a two minute General Aziz match. <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't the worst match of the night either. Uh, the Priest versus Ziggler, it wasn't a good match, but it was, it was probably the best of the night. <laughs> Can yeah. we just, Ziggler, like, go to another company? Um, I do, do you know what? They should I think have given Ziggler Z- the title. Ziggler is good for Priest right now, but I do think they need to put the title off of Priest and let him go. Ziggler should have taken it on Raw. Yeah. Uh, what you're saying is it should have been him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, then was Austin Theory announced 
for the Rumble. Um, and then there was uh, some Miz and Maurice promo with obviously Edge and Beth Phoenix. The bit that I laughed, which was kept in the highlights bit that I watched, is when Miz said, um, when he got into the ring, it wasn't old Edge, it was Edge who hid behind his wife. What kind of man does that? And all the crowd shouted, You! <laughs> The way the timing of it was amazing. Um, but yeah, then Beth hit, come out. And they made the match for the Royal Rumble. Um, Edge and Beth versus Miz and Maurice. Much to Maurice's delight. Yeah, she looked so happy. I mean, she did fall on her ass, quite embarrassed for being faked <laughs> out. Um, but yeah. Um, then a pretty serious Big E sort of, you know, promo. It was good. Like his promo showed maybe like a darker side. I think Big E's going to be fine. I think people need to chill. Honestly, I, they like Big E. Big E was meant to be the original guy in The Shield. Big E has helped make New Day probably one of the largest factions ever. You know, Big E's going to be okay. They're not going to they're not going to shaft that man too hard. You know, um, but yeah, really good. Um, and then the next disappointment, which was <laughs> three three minutes forty. Now. AJ versus Omos. Now, I have no problem with Omos winning. Okay? No problem at all. You're trying to make a star, pinning someone like AJ Styles. Problem is, they only, like, split up last week. You haven't had time to fall back in love with AJ Styles as a face. To make Not that win mean anything. For me, Not you know? Even that, Omos had a really bad match on a house show to the fact that they pulled him off of last week's Raw. It's weird. Mm. Kind of, it's just left me a little bit deflated. The problem, like, we're forcing this so quick is that I don't care for AJ Styles right now because he's been a heel so long. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just know it as AJ Styles. Like, this wasn't a big win for Omos because of where no. they are. And Here's the thing. He's the face? I thought Omos was the face. Well, that's what no, I'm saying. Like, yeah. And that's the point is that you haven't had a chance to really hate Omos or really fall back in love with AJ Styles. Because you know? to me, it was always AJ was abusing Omos, and that's kind of the heel thing to do. I don't know. He grabbed the, the commentator thing by the face, didn't he? Like, I was... Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think they're trying to play off AJ as the face, Omos as the heel, because obviously quite a lot of people were behind the tag team, and Omos is the reason the tag team is no more. Yeah. I just I felt really deflated with it. Because also, it was a big win for Omos, and I don't think <clears throat> it means anything to anyone. Yeah, and it wasn't a good match. No, it was there to make Omos like, look scary, you know? But it's been forced so quick that you haven't had a chance to be invested in their split. Yeah. You know? And looking at him, he's clearly not ready. Like, like Gio said, if he was pulled off a house show. He was, he was on a house show that was awful. The match last night... He looked awful. Like AJ did the best that he could to try and make it work, but no. Nah, I mean, the just, chop to the nah. chest in midair was pretty decent. I don't know. I don't mind that. But I, yeah, I, I just feel a bit sorry because they've tried to rush this. And yeah, as you say, Omos isn't ready, and we don't. No one cares. So that loss to Omos literally means nothing to anyone. That win, like no one cares it's not it hasn't hurt aj hasn't helped omos it's done nothing other than like oh okay so that's that omos will just vanish now you won't see him much um and then oh so the alexa bliss bit was in between that and the main event 
Okay, I was dead asleep at this point. So, <laughs> do you know, like, the whole show, the nine minute match of Damien Priest is the only one that went over three and a half minutes until the main event. Okay. <laughs> it's a three hour show. You've had, what, nine. Probably about 20 minutes. About 20 minutes of wrestling. About 20, 25 minutes of wrestling going into the main event. It's fucking disgusting. That's disgusting. Um, But then, so the main event, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Big E. Um, Lashley wins. Not really a surprise. Um, I'm totally on board for Brock Bobby. I've wanted it since Bobby come back. So, um, does it need the title? I don't think so, which maybe you could then say for Big E, um, because I feel like people would have wanted Bobby Brock without the title. Um, but it's WrestleMania season in it, and Lesnar's a draw, and Lesnar could go on both shows because they pushed him as the free agent, so he can cover Roman's gap. He can do some stuff on Raw. I get it. I just think, um, yeah, the match Owens. This Kevin Owens is is just this is the Owens I love. Absolutely love Kevin Owens when he's in this kind of mood. Um and I've just flicked my pen across and smashed everything, but it's fine. Um Owens and Rollins are the tag champions. Big E will be fine. Give me Lashley, Lesnar, all day. Call out to Owens and Rollins for hitting the shield bomb through the announce table. I know, right? Um but yeah. Just, I don't know. <laughs> just The show just bogged along. Nothing going for it except waiting for the main event. And okay, well, the main event was 18 minutes. So you got 40 minutes of wrestling in a three-hour show. 40, 45 minutes of wrestling. And they wonder why people watch AEW. You know? Because at least they're, they're, it's just wrestling. They get about that in that hour-long show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I just, yeah. I don't know. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Roll on the Rumble. I always love the Rumble. Johnny Knoxville's in the Rumble. So, <laughs> what more do we need in life? <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, the note is, um, apparently, the the five-way was literally called, like, it a few minutes before like as soon as like they as people were there they had to make it up as they go it was literally last minute which is crazy that they're having to go along with this but we'll see um so it does mean that the royal rumble card does have some matches um so definitely confirmed for the men's royal rumble johnny knoxville ray mysterio dominic mysterio the street profits austin theory so 24 more to be announced no one's been announced for the women's uh becky versus Bianca live or do drop um, for the Raw women's match. Next week on yeah. Raw. Um, give it to do drop. Come on, just do something different. Um, and the Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth. Obviously, Brock and Bobby as well. Just do that. So that, so far, is the card. I can't imagine many more matches to be added to it. Like, you know? Potentially McIntyre versus Reigns. Will McIntyre, McIntyre be back? Dead. Oh, no, he did. Yeah, good point. Good I mean, how long is he out for? Week, he? Yeah. Because yeah. he said last week that he was going after Roman Reigns when he was done with Corbin and Moss. Yeah. How, have they said how long day. he's going to be off? Because I know the tests aren't till this week, are they? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so he's off the road. He's waiting for medical tests. Um, but yeah, I think the, the bit I wanted to bring up before we get to idiots, because there's a couple of idiots actually this week. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, oh, so he spoke obviously about wanting to be part of the 50th anniversary event, um, saying he would hope that the company could cooperate. So his exact words here, I wrote it down here. Through the company, I really wish I could cooperate like in the 50th anniversary. The game is difficult, isn't it? However, if you negotiate seriously, it may be somehow. But now it's the situation like isolation and border measures. The risk is still high. It would be nice if the situation was calm and there was a TV program that would call me outside the match. So he's only saying that the difficult bit is because of the restrictions. Do you think WWE would let him go to New Japan? Do you think it's a possible? I think if they are sensible, they will do it. I mean, that would be huge. Yeah. I think if anybody's, if it's going to happen with anybody doing things, it'll be because of Nick Khan. Like, he seems to want to branch out. He seems to want to explore new avenues, do things a little bit differently. Um, and also, with all the talk that our good friend Tony over at AEW's had about how you know they're opening the doors, they're doing this, they're doing that. WWE would be foolish to turn down the opportunity to collaborate with New Japan, yeah, because that would then give them a way into the Asian market, which currently, from this side of things, only AEW have, and it would create it's such a such a noise with WWE yeah. to allow it, you know. And like they've not done anything like that ever. You've got a lot of superstars in WWE who could make that connection back to Japan. Mm. Obviously, AJ, Finn, Nakamura, Brock to an extent. I know his run in New Japan was like pretty like they didn't enjoy it. Um, but he made Nakamura a star as a result of it. You know, there's there's all sorts that they can do. And I think a sensible head would try and make that happen yeah because yeah in the whole interview he was just like documents related to like increased and inspections you know he's not making any note of like well they're not going to stop me it would just be the world so i wonder i'd, I'd be interested when when is it march first and second so yeah let him go let him go do it um so also night one of wrestle kingdom has happened. Um, oh, my was to watch it this morning, and I went back to sleep because uh, getting up at for eight o'clock did not sit well with me after I uh, watched Raw. Um, but I will be watching at some point. Ah, doesn't um, it's I, all, I'm. It's all right, but to have a disqualification match, even in an undercard match at the dome, is disgusting. Just gonna say. No, what's disgusting is Okada having another title reign. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I know. Oh, the shock. Can you imagine? The thing is, this isn't, none of this is what anyone wants. They have, they have the strength and depth that they need to be able to run as often with the shows at the level that they used to be. And they just don't feel like they are. Like, if you cherry pick, it's great. You can cherry pick through this card. There's a couple of good matches. Um, the first two matches, 
the top two, I mean, like the final match, the final two, probably as close to Wrestle Kingdom as you're ever going to be. But like the rest of it is just a bit meh. I don't know. It doesn't have the excitement that it used to. Problem is, Okada drops the belt. Then somebody gets built up as the next big superstar there. They win the belt. And then Okada wins some sort of stupid tournament for the 15th time and then takes the belt back and crushes whatever momentum that wrestler had. Mm. Yeah. It's Okada, isn't it? He's going to live yeah. long enough to become the villain. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. He's 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 had his hype, and now everyone's going to start hating on it because it's really dull, you know, really dull. Um, but uh, Takahashi versus El Desperado, by the way, awesome, awesome. But yeah, by the way, uh, that match was great. But the rest of it was just a bit, uh, you know, like having evil and Ishi ending in like DQ is bullshit. Yeah, don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. Not the Wrestle Kingdoms of old. Right, before we get into Geo's review, should we do the idiots first? We'll do the idiots first, because there's a couple. The fact that we have to pluralize it is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, because there's a couple. The idiots of the fortnight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. In one week only. In one week only. Um, We'll start with Demos, because Demo actually found one this week. Found one. So, um, yeah. Ben Shepard um, does some wrestling nonsense um, and is quite outspoken. Um, decided that on the anniversary of Brodie Lee's death, takes shots at him and his legacy in wrestling. Uh. Um, he went on to quote that Brodie Lee has been put on a pedestal that his career did not deserve. Oh. Now, to say it about someone that's passed is already in bad taste, but to be tweeting it so this came in response to this woman um some known artist who does a lot of wrestling um artwork had done this like homage to to Brody and she'd posted it on Twitter and he didn't just tweet out that you know he'd been put on this pedestal no he quote retweeted her artwork which had obviously got a load of like people commenting and replying and stuff um one of whom being Brody's late wife uh, who you know, Brody's wife who was obviously saying you know Oh, this is wonderful! Thank you so much. Blah blah blah. And then yeah, Ben Shepard came in like a like a freight train and just nah, don't deserve it. Man's great with nothing. What? Like let's not forget, multi-time champion across several different promotions. Like okay, he was never like the star of the promotion, but with how much everybody's had good things to say about him when he was alive and since he passed, yeah, Ben Shepard, take a fucking bow, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Big idiot. Of all the things to do. Um, yeah. What a twat. But then someone was like, do you know what? <laughs> Why don't we just up that a little bit? Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Okay. This man, get her away from him. Please. He just, he just doesn't think. Of what I got today. <laughs> oh, there's another one today. Because, okay, so Big Swole. She put a tweet out claiming lack of diversity and AEW at top level, blah, blah, blah. Now, whether right or wrong, that's just how she felt, you know? And I have to say, like, Tony's response, sure. I, maybe I get what he's saying, but he tweeted out, where is his tweet? I had it here. Let me... Uh, okay. I got it. I'll oh, you got it. Yeah, go ahead. Read it out, Gio. His tweet. <laughs> the top two AEW execs are Brown, me, and Mega. 
Jade Bowens, Catherine Dante, Nyla Isha, Mark Quinn, all women on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. AEW Rampage. Street fight tonight. Ah. So, the thing is, in her tweet, she said at the end, me leaving honestly was not bad. There is no bad blood between Tony, TK, and I. I just don't like my peace being disrupted. I didn't like certain things and other things that I will take to my grave. The diversity, that's what matters. She's not being a twat. Do you mean she's not calling him out? But his yeah, response, his response is just like a child. I would, so I wouldn't have taken as much issue from it because like he was explaining, you know, diversity is here, there, everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's within the company. It was the fact that he decided to go, nah, she would actually crap at a job. Yes. Now, like, can you imagine if WWE released Ember Moon, who's about to come up, and she's been putting loads of stuff, like 30 days on free, and they yeah. replied to her tweet saying, well, 30 days you're free, but you were actually quite shit. Imagine, yeah. like, Vince McMahon doing that. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. He's just not thinking. But you can't You can't do her. that. Here's the kicker. Just last year, he did an interview and said she wasn't shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was really excited to have her on board because she was an extremely talented athlete or something like that. Well done, Tony. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people have... Leo Rush took quite offense to it. I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs has tried to defend him, but... I mean... Yeah, Hobbs is my my new idiot. Um, so I've got his statement. <laughs> well, his statement, yeah. Re- okay, yep. that's the one. Because I was I thinking, because his statement is like, come on, dude. Like It's... it's... <laughs> The opening line, fair, you know, there, its opening line is there is so much that goes into AEW that those online don't see. Fantastic, good start, Hobbs. It often flies under the radar that Tony and Mega are people of color. Oh. I'm sorry, does it, Hobbs? Yeah, does Dude, it, did, does did it? we not know? <laughs> I just... Oh, God. Tony only tweeted it himself a few days ago that him and Mega were people of color. Not very under the radar, is it? Yeah, I oh. just. Yeah, it just wasn't handled very well. Like, keep that shit off of Twitter, you know? Tony didn't need to tweet that, you know? And it just... It, it got people talking about AEW for all the wrong reasons. And, like, they put on really good shows. They're, in terms of, like, developing the company, they've done really well. They don't need this negative heat. Like, look at how much stick WWE gets when anybody leaves. It could be the worst wrestler they have in the company. When... um. Hawkins was released. Everybody's kicking off. Nia Jax, everybody hated her, but when she was released, people kicked off. AEW have mm. got away with all of that bad hype because of how how it's been run. And then all of a sudden, like, nah, rubbish at your job. Ah, get out. That's the thing. He, he's telling a black woman that she's wrong in how she feels about diversity by implying her wrestling sucks and then plugs his show. <laughs> like, it's just uh, It just comes across as such a... I just he can't handle criticism, can he? Like, no, what no. was the what was it last month? What was the question that he got super defensive over, like last month, and like gave the most tone deaf answer about women's wrestling, didn't he? And you know, he, you're gonna have to take criticism, and what he's got to do is either shut up or just stop being so sensitive. Like, it's a bit of a combination of like an immature, sensitive, self centered madman. You know, mm. like he, you can't tweet that. Like, okay. Maybe he's not wrong. You know, Big Swab isn't the greatest. He can't tweet it. It was an incredibly embarrassing response for me. It he was just embarrassing. Not in response to what she said. 
No. You don't see John Laurinaitis, Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon, Triple H. They don't tweet that stuff. Look how much criticism they get. Like, you're going mm. to get criticism sometimes. You're not the perfect wrestling show. It's going to get criticized, you know? And you're going to have to learn to take that. But that just, it was just immature. Just really immature. You know, he didn't need to do that. But he does it all the time, doesn't he? He does it all the yeah. time. He can't help himself. It's a, it's a good job they put on a good show. Otherwise, <laughs> they would lose a lot of yeah. watchers. Yeah. Like, he really should be taken away from Twitter, though. Gio is right. <laughs> Just take his Twitter away. Take it away. Um, right. Um, well, before we get to that, there's other news. Um, pay-per-views no longer pay-per-views. They are now premium events. Premium Actually, events. I explained why I think this is, and let me just find my explanation. So, obviously, back in the day, a pay-per-view, you might, right, cool. You've got you've to pay to watch it there and then, and then if you don't pay for it, you've got to wait for it to come out on video, DVD, etc. Whereas now, because of things like the network and obviously all these subscription services, the live event itself is the premium because you will pay box office price to watch that, but you can also pay a subscription to watch it elsewhere later. And I think that's why the name pay-per-view no longer, it's no longer accurate. Right. In, that's that's my take on it. Because, like, it's right, isn't it? When you wanted to watch WrestleMania 10 years ago, you had to pay for it and you could watch it there and then. And then if you wanted it later, you had to wait until it was released on DVD. Yeah. Whereas now, if I'm not able to watch it because like, it's at 1 o'clock in the morning until so, 5 o'clock in the morning for us, hmm. I'll just pay the subscription fee and watch it elsewhere. Whenever. So the live event itself is the premium but then you've got the extra access, which is why it's no longer technically a pay-per-view. Ah, so it's not a bad thing, then. I also think it sounds better. Premium live event. Event. Oh, I'm going to pay for you. Premium live event. Go on. Because <laughs> they have regular live events, which are things like your Saudi shows, etc. And then you've got your premium live events. Day one was a, a live event. Royal Rumble is a premium live event because it's big five. Fair enough. Yeah, makes sense. Now, there isn't no Vince Russo because you didn't get a pay-per-view this time, did you, Gio? You didn't no. get a pay-per-view. What did you get to watch all over Christmas? I got ready to rumble. <laughs> now, I've heard rumors, Gio, that you enjoyed it so much, you've watched it every day this <laughs> last two weeks. <laughs> got you, got you, you and your missus sat down, got some popcorn, watched <laughs> it together, and she really enjoyed it too. And she uh, enjoyed it so much that you bought it for her for Christmas so she could have her own copy. <laughs> Is what Horrible, I Horrible, <laughs> awful movie. Is it really that bad, though? It's like... bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's got Literally, David, like, David Arquette in it, no? Literally, they're wrestling fans who work at a porta potty. They empty shit. What, what, what they're trying to say is all wrestling fans are shit. Most. We're just of dumb yokels. We're just a bunch of dumb yokels who work at you know work for toilet places and go hit hit wrestling's real. <laughs> Awful. Insult your fans. <laughs> oh dear. So you you didn't buy it for yourself then, Gio? No. I own it. Sadly. <laughs> It got 
on Reddit, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so it cost $24 million to make. It made 12.5. Oh, dear. David I mean, and Scott Kahn will never be the same with it. Kudos for, you know, some young up-and-coming wrestler just working out in the background while Goldberg's talking. The thing is, when you look at the cast, like Rose McGowan's in it, Scott Garn's in it, Oliver Platt, David Arquette. Like, it's a cast. Job Cena. Cena. Wasn't it Cena? Yeah, there's like very, very young Cena when it is in the gym or something. Been a while yeah, since he, I've watched it. He's working out the background while Goldberg's yelling at Oliver Platt for puking on his shoes in a tag match. You know, there's a load of Nitro girls. Uh, Tigress is in it, I think. Charles Robinson's in it as one of the refs. Um, Tony Schiavone and Gene Oakland and that. Perry Satin's in it. Rey Mysterio. Without mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Billy Kidman. There was like literally a who's who of WCW, you know. Gorgeous George was in it. So, yeah. Macho Man beat up the historic convenience clerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's not a good movie though. It's not a oh. good movie at all. Lost Sting, Sting got paid to show up at the end and come down from the rafters. He literally wasn't in any other part of this movie except for the ending where he decided to just swoop on down. <laughs> oh. Come on then. We'll get you back to the wrestling, Gio. We'll get you back to the wrestling. What do you want, WWE or WCW? WWE. Okay, so here we go. The list is up. 1985 to today. So day one is now added. (laughs) You can make you watch day one again. Can you imagine? Listen, I've won already. What are you going to do? Just re-review it? Get out of here. Okay, right. When you're ready, say stop. Nineteen ninety one. Okay. Okay. It's not a bad start. Bit of Sarge, Sergeant Slaughter stuff. That was the year of Slaughter, wasn't it? When he went bad, wasn't it? Ninety one. I can dig that. All right. So you got okay. uh, you got Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and this Tuesday in Texas is added because of obviously how big it was. So yeah, are, yeah. are you ready? Say yep. stop when you're ready, sir. Up. SummerSlam. I'm okay with this. SummerSlam 91. Let me get this card up. Oh, this was the end of the Warrior, oh, yeah. wasn't it? This is the one where Warrior got sacked. <laughs> this is a card. Right. Kickoff show. Coco Beware versus Kato. Love Coco. Big shout outs. Um, Six man tag action to kick off. British Bulldog. The Dragon and Texas Tornado taking on Power and Glory. Loved Power and Glory. Hercules and Paul Roma. Loved them. Um, and the Warlord. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. What a match. Uh, Natural Disasters versus the Bushwhackers. <laughs> with Jimmy Hart, with, with Andre the Giant in their corner. Of course. Why? Why not? <laughs> um, the Million Dollar Championship. Virgil versus Ted DiBiase. Uh, oh... the big boss man versus the Mountie in the jailhouse match 
<laughs> oh, I'm watching this pay-per-view too. <laughs> that is some of the greatest TV ever. Um, street fight for the tag team championships. The Nasty Boys taking on Legion of Doom. Uh, Urban R. Shyster versus Greg Valentine. And then the three-on-two handicap match with Sid Justice as the special guest referee of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior taking on Colonel Mustafa, General Adnan, and, and, and Sergeant and, and, and Slaughter. You're missing what we're missing one other thing. To end the show, we got Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth getting married. Getting married. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> this is quite the famous one for the warrior though, isn't it? Like this one, which we'll get into, you know. Yeah. Like, so he like Yeah. It was bad. We'll get onto that when you review it. But it's actually quite a good pay-per-view. In its defense. Yeah, yeah. That's it why is. I was like, all right, I'm okay with this. Yeah, there's stuff to talk about that will come from that. So Yeah, give me some jailhouse match. I'll watch yeah, that like the jailhouse match is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> some of the greatest TV ever. Um, yeah, lovely. Right, on that. Let's hope there's not so many idiots this week. Maybe we can have a week off. It got a bit quiet on idiots, so maybe they just sat there like, do you know what? We know it's been a bit quiet. We'll just... Uh, We'll hit you up with all this. Let's give you some Christmas idiots. (laughs) Yeah, and there was some. There was some. Uh, Right, that's it. Next week, all back to normal now. Hope you all had a fantastic new year. 2022 for the podcast is going to be huge because wrestling's going to just blow us away. Can't wait. Um, And I'll uh, see you both next week. Yep, yep. Bye for now.